Hey everyone, it's January 10th and this is On The Line, the fully loaded high school track and field show you know and love every week. We're bringing you another strong list of topics for the week of January 13th to 15th today, including a breakdown of last week's action. Big movers and shakers in terms of improvement, uh, an expansive milesput 50 review and preview, and more on upcoming meets. And then we'll get into our National Meet of the Week, which is the VA Showcase coming to you this week on Milesplit. I'm Corey Mall here with my awesome co-hosts, Olivia Ekmanay and Ashley Titians. Uh, as always, make sure to listen to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you have any questions for us on top of that, go to the socials, at Milesplit on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. And we even have a, a TikTok now, as Olivia and Ashley know. It's Milesplit USA official. It's going to be good. But first, before we get to everything, uh, we're going to move to Liv. She debuted her new show, Live and Learn, on Monday. Olivia, tell us a little bit about it. Yes, thank you, Corey. You guys, I am super excited about this very new podcast. It was created with you guys in mind, our Milesplit fans. And you guys, I want to hear from you. So with every episode that will be aired, I will have a very special guest joining me. You have an opportunity to ask the guest questions ahead of time. And honestly, the questions could be about anything. It could be about track. It could be about personal life. It could be about their favorite food. You know, we're all foodies here. So ask away. So our next guest coming up is going to be Jerome Avery, who is a four-time Paralympian and also a three-time Paralympic medalist guide runner for Team USA. So I'm super excited about that. Be sure to check out Milesplit's Instagram stories so you can submit your questions there, or you can also email me at olivia.mylastname, E-K-P-O-N-E, at flowsports.tv. Also feel free to suggest guests as well, because I want to hear what you guys want to know more about. Maybe there's a certain athlete coach you want to hear from. Maybe there's certain topics you want to dive into. I want to hear all about it, so just let me know. All right, before we get into our interview, Ashley, I forgot to say, how are you doing? What's up? <laughs> doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's, hey, it's January. We're in the thick of indoor, so it's pretty exciting. No, Olivia, I think I forgot to put this segment down. Maybe we can close on this, but Ashley does have a marathon coming up. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask Ashley about that. Yeah. How are you feeling going into the weekend? Yes, I'm excited, a little nervous, running the Houston Marathon on Sunday. I've never run a marathon before, but I mean, hey, we'll see how it goes. Um, so yeah, big goals. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll close the show with Ashley's breakdown of the marathon. Uh, <laughs> okay. but first we're going to, we're going to move to, uh, interview guests with a lovely lady by the name of Madison White. She is one of the country's top sprint talents out of Newport news heritage. Uh, she is a signee of the university of Southern California currently owns the nation's number one time in the 300 meter run a year ago. She won national titles in the 200 and four by four at Adidas track nationals indoors before going on to win two individual state titles outdoors in Virginia and another national title at New Balance Nationals Outdoor in the 200. She is going to the VA Showcase. We're, we're really excited to see her run again there. Uh, so we're going to welcome in Madison White. How are you doing, Madison? Good. How are you? I, I think we're all fantastic. We're ready to see how you're doing, what's life like, and, and really what's going forward with you in, in track. We'll start first with uh, this past weekend. You were at Liberty. You went 696 in the 55. And you ran the number four all-time performance in the 300 with a time of 37.17. What are your takeaways from this meet? And how much confidence does that performance give you going into this week? Um, I just say it really shocked me because I didn't go into the race having any expectations. Like, I just wanted to get on the line and go and just go and to go home. 
So running that type of time, it just really opened my eyes. Like I can do something cool this year. So um, the confidence I have in this meet, um, I just say do better than 3717. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe a sub 37 even. Um now, when I watched the video, I couldn't help but notice on the on the home stretch, you got a lot of like crowd atmosphere. It re- like they were really pulling for you to finish that race, and the answer was really you know you know shouting your name. I mean, what did you feel the atmosphere at Liberty uh, this past weekend? It was great. It was such a nice environment to have competition in and run and just do my thing. So the crowd really moves me. It gives me a lot of push. An extra extra energy that I didn't think I had. Just hearing them, it really makes me just go. Yeah, you looked amazing coming home, especially with 100 meters to go. You could just see yourself separating yourself from the rest of the group. Now, just kind of briefly talking about, you know, kind of piggyback on what Corey's talked about with the VA Showcase coming up this weekend. You've been c- competing there since your sophomore year. So what has been your favorite memory from that meet? It could I be a race. <laughs> oh, you can't hear me? Now I can. You, oh, you can hear just, me now. Okay. Just start off with yeah. a question. I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> so, Madison, you've been competing at the VA Showcase since your sophomore season. So what has been your favorite memory from this meet? It could be a race that you were competing in. It could have been a race that you've watched. Like, what? what is that like for you? What is your favorite memory from this, this week? Um, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably just say – having competition with top sprinters in the country, racing against people like me and just really testing my abilities. Mm -hmm. You'll be towing the line against some of the top sprinters in the nation, especially when it comes to this 300 meters, you're going to be facing athletes like Elise Cooper, Adesha Hodge, Auntie Jackson, and more. What do you think makes you stand out from the rest of the nation's best sprinters and competitors? And how will you use that to help you this weekend? Um, I'd probably say I don't usually have like a goal. I just aimlessly run. So I don't have to put pressure on myself. It's just like, I, it always is a way for me to remember to just to have fun, go out there and just do what I can. And my best is always enough. Now, Madison, I have to know, I mean, obviously we know that you're one of the all time best now at the 300 meters, but I want to know what's your, what do you think is your best event and why? Um, the 400 simply because it takes me a while to get going. Um, but, and I always always have a good form and technical going home. So that's usually my strong suit. So I take pride in that. So you're the kind of like the, the long sprinter gal. I like that. I like that. So now I want to go kind of reflect back to this. So a year ago you helped lead, um, Newport's, Newport News Heritage to its first indoor and outdoor state titles. Um, you know, going into, you know, this indoor season, how can you kind of use some of that success with that you had as a team last year to carry you forward into this year? I'd say we just try to keep the chemistry that we have, um, maybe even get more and just stay a team. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. That's right. <laughs> now, I want to go back to an interview I found from, you know, last year that you did. You said in this interview that you first picked up the sport 
from your brother. Could you tell me a little bit about that story and, you know, kind of that relationship that you have with your brother and how he kind of helped bring you into the sport? Um, as a child, I used to always follow him and everyone knew me as to follow everything my brother did. So when I saw him practicing, I was like, hmm, I, 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 I do everything he does. So maybe I should just do this too. So now I started it and now I can't stop. <laughs> okay. Who's currently faster, you or him? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still, he's still faster. Okay. All right. Fair. All right. Um, and, and then last year, you know, obviously all, all the stuff you did was on the track and we took notice of, of a lot of that stuff, but also saw that you high jumped last year and you cleared as high as five, four, I, I'm I'm really curious. What's the deal with high jump? Are you going to high jump again this year? I do plan on high jumping this year. It was something I just did like, hey, let me just try high jump. And I really like it, actually. So I do plan on doing it this year as well. I think that speaks Ooh, awesome. to you a little bit. You said you're doing this for the love of, of the sport and you want to keep that love there regardless. So, I mean, you're, you're so good at all these sprint events, but like doing something like the high jump that you really want to just – you know, see how, how high you can get. I think that speaks to your mentality too. And, and I think, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, now we also read in, in that interview that, you know, you wanted to pursue a career in, in pharmacy. Uh, I know you told us earlier, you're, you're working towards becoming a pharmacy tech, but at USC, maybe those plans changed a little bit. What can you tell us a little bit about your career plans? What are some of your hopes as you drive forward outside the track? Um, Pharmacy was sort of is a, career that I'm looking towards, but it's more just a thing that I could fall back on. But when I get to college, I'm probably thinking of doing forensic science or forensic toxicology because it just seems a little more interesting and something I can really use my brain on every day. Are you a a details-oriented person? Like you really like the details, like digging into that kind of stuff? And finding out new stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely an interesting field. I want to go back to high jump real quick. How much time are you spending on high jump at practice? Is it something that like you're devoted, devoting some time into a practice? Or you're just like, hey, I'm just going to go, hey, this is the weekend. I feel like high jumping. What does that look like for you? I actually don't practice it. <laughs> well, wow. especially during indoor season, the track that we practice at outdoors, they don't bring the mats out. So I can't practice it. So I, the, when I do it in the meets, it's just leisurely. But outdoor season, I do wow. practice it a few. That's interesting. Okay, we're looking. Let us know when you compete in the high jump so we can look out for you. Now, Madison, I know this is the kickoff of the 2023 year. I, I've seen a lot of people have New Year's resolutions. I've seen people choose a word of the year. Do you have a New Year's resolution? Do you have a word? What does that look like for you going into 2023? Uh, uh, probably just to have more fun. A goal that I have is just to get to my senior year injury-free and keep my mental health and everything as well. That's good. Now, Ashley and Corey and myself, we always ask everyone that joins us for On The Line, we always talk about music. So, Madison, do you have a favorite Spotify album? What What is kind of your jam before you, you tow the line at meets? What do you listen to? Usually listen to J. Cole. Okay. J. Like Cole. That. Okay. I like it. Cool. Cool. Now, are you also a pro of having a carbon plate in your spikes or do you feel like you don't need it? I don't know what that is. 
well like that the carbon fiber plates and the spikes you know like the super spikes are you a super spike person or are you a non-super spike person probably non-super spike yeah okay okay don't need them don't need them don't need them (laughs) all right um you have a favorite follow on social media No. No. <laughs> no. No. Do you use social media in general? Yes, I do. Okay. 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 All right. And then uh last question before we leave here. Madison, what is your, your biggest bucket list item for twenty twenty three? It can be anything that you are shooting for. What do would you like by the end of the year to accomplish overall? Graduation. <laughs> High school graduation. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Well, uh, Madison, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I want to thank your mom, too. She set this whole thing up. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Olivia is going to be at the VA Showcase. We'll see you compete. And hopefully down the year, maybe we'll see a 5'10 high jump. I, You know, we'll cross our fingers a little bit. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> All right. All right. Take Friendly. care and best of luck. All right. Thank you. All right, great stuff from Madison White of Newport News Heritage. We're going to move on now to the week that was always a great, fun segment, looking back into the action that took place over the weekend. Olivia, I'll go to you first. Yes, what an exciting weekend it was. There were meets all over the country happening. I know we just had a moment to chat with Madison White, but I want to briefly talk about Jordan Good. From This all happened at the Liberty Premier Invitational Jordan Good from Western Guilford out in North Carolina, thought of Ashley, uh, clocked a U.S. number one time in the 500 with a 104.27. Also at that Liberty premiere, we just spoke with Madison White. We also have a video of her finishing her 300 meters. I was quite impressed with this. I know going before we even had our meeting for the week, Ashley and I were just like scrolling through results and I was like, Oh my goodness, did you see where Madison White clocked a 37-17? It was just absolutely insane. And here we have the last 100 or so, and you could just see her separate herself from the rest of the field, and she just destroyed it. She was on fire. She looks incredible. She looks so strong, and I know her confidence level is really high going into the BA showcase, which I will see her this weekend. She ran the number four all-time performance, 37-17, very, very impressive. And she'll be contesting in the 300 meters as well this weekend. So, again, her goal is just to go faster than what she ran. So, who knows? The national record could be on the line. She also ran the 55, and she clocked a 6.96 at that race. Now, I also want to talk about the Armory Hispanic Games. I have a lot of girls and boys here that really caught my eye. So, let's kick it off with the girls very briefly, we had Zerio Machia of William Floyd from New York. She ran a 4.56 in the mile to be U.S. number four. But, of course, we also saw Avery Lewis, a friend central from Pennsylvania. She clocked a 7.04 in the 55 to win the title, and she ran a 6.98 in the prelims. She also won the 400 in a 56.35. And then earlier this year, she ran a 55.89 to be U.S. number two. So she's just you can see her getting in that strength. She's also getting that speed work in as well. So I'm excited to see what the future looks like for her. Now, on the boys' side, I saw five boys had the top 10 performances so far this year. So it was a busy weekend out there at the Armory Hispanic Games. Xavier Donaldson of Seton Hall Prep in New Jersey ran a 21.69 to be U.S. number two by a hundredth of a second behind Shamar Hurd. 
You also had Jalen Santiago from Fordham Prep out in New York. He ran a U.S. number three performance in the 400 with the 48.70. And then looking into the mile, 4.12 was clocked by Antonio Camacho Bucks, which I feel, feel like we're going to be talking a little bit more about him in the show. But he finished as the third fastest boy in the nation. You had some athletes from New York and New Jersey from Jake Goddery who ran a U.S. number five in the two mile with a 929. And then Bryce Tucker from New Jersey ran a U.S. number seven in the 55 meter hurdles with a 756. So lots of great performances from my side of town. But I know Ashley has quite a few names written down here from the Ocean Breeze Freedom Game. So Ashley, why don't you kick it off for us? Yeah, staying up in the Northeast there at the Ocean Breeze Freedom Games over the weekend, starting with the girls' side, Carolyn Tarpley of Downington West in Pennsylvania, she sweeps both the 1600 and the 3K. 10.05 in the 3K ranks number uh, four currently in the U.S. leaderboards. Then you had Nyla Jones of Timber Creek in New Jersey. She's the U.S. top 20, 7.13 in the 55 meters there. And then Jace Dorsey of Susan E. Wagner in New York, she runs 8.36 for a U.S. top 25 time there in the 55-meter hurdles. That's also the top time in New York so far this season. Now, looking at the boys' side, I want to talk about Yeshia Brown of Washington TWP in New Jersey. He ran a new U.S. number one time of 7.46 in the 55-meter hurdles. That was really impressive for him. He was a nominee for National Boys Performer of the Week for that performance. Then you have Makai Stafford of Ewing, New Jersey. 6.38 for U.S. number six in the 55 meters. O.J. Singletary, he runs U.S. number nine, 334.75. So both on the girls and boys' sides, we had some, you know, top finishes that rank among, you know, some of the national leaders in the country so far this season. Now I want to give one more mention to, the, uh, to someone out at the USATF All-Comers Indoor Track and Field Meet. We have Noah Brecker. We saw him in the cross-country season. He's now transitioning to the indoor track of Robbinsdale Armstrong out of Minnesota. He broke the Minnesota state record for the indoor 3K, 825-24. That broke the previous record of 838 set in by Alden Keller just last season. So some exciting stuff there. And lastly, I think we have to talk about our national meet of the week from last week. So, Corey, talk to us about the LSU Classic. Well, I'll bring it back to Brecker. I'm curious. Uh, he was a no-sock guy, so I'm, true, I'm true. pretty sure he probably <laughs> ran with no probably socks. Probably no socks. No socks. Uh, and I'm really encouraged by uh, Bryce Tucker there out in New Jersey, too. Um, he's, you know, he's a hurdler by by trade, a long hurdler, but to see him really succeed in the 55-meter hurdles, I think he's going to be a under-the-radar name that's actually going to do a lot of work this season. Um, a lot of good stuff. I got about seven or eight names I want to mention here. Um, <laughs> but at the LSU High School Classic, I think we got to start first with the pole vault. Um, two really great pole vaulters, both from Mississippi, uh, took charge this weekend. Julie Seagroves, um, she is from Biloxi. Uh, she coming is com- was coming off a of Mississippi state record uh, at a meet in Texas where she went 13-2, and she followed up with a 13-foot jump at LSU. So she's really uh, succeeding there. And then John Scott Kendricks, the, you know, I know he's going to be mentioned alongside his brother probably all year long. I know that's get gets tired when you are doing the work yourself. Uh, but he did make a, a big statement this weekend, uh, 16, five and, and a fourth in the pole vault, which is a new Mississippi state record. Uh, and he is searching for that 17 foot jump, which he's getting closer to. So um, we're going to be watching out for John Scott Kendricks. I think a lot over this uh, coming, the coming weeks, uh, McKeria Harris, Four events. Uh, she crushed it in all of them at 8.57 in the 60 meter prelims. I mean, we put it on social media. She looked like 
a league in her own. Do you all agree? Did you see that video? Agreed. Just, yes. Just yes. like a lightning bolt out yep. there. Um, and then she also anchored her team the 4 by 2 She's going to be really fun to watch this year. Carson Gordon, um, U.S. number four in the triple jump, 48.4.75. Great performance there. On the other side, in Alabama, we had the Icebreaker Invitational. There was a one and two meet. Uh, on the second meet, Katie McPhail of Chelsea ran 444.93 in the 1,600 meters. Number one all-time in Alabama, currently a U.S. number one. And better yet for Katie, just shattered her personal best by 15 seconds. She ran 459 last year at that distance. I mean, absolutely in control and fit right now, and she looks phenomenal. Charles Perry on the other side, 409 the mile. That's really good. She also won the 800 and 155. And then one last thing, the Gamecock Youth Invitational. Kayla Garrett getting ready for the VA Showcase. Went 24-6-200, in the 400. And then uh, an athlete I think we'll probably have to keep an eye on in the 60 in particular, Carl Mello Martin, uh, U.S. number three with a time of 6.76 seconds. That marks a point two uh, second improvement. That's two tenths of a second uh, year over year for Carmelo uh, from last year. That's also just point zero two two hundredths of a second away from tying the South Carolina state record in the 60. South Carolina doesn't do a lot of indoor meets, um, maybe in the future because South Carolina does have the indoor facility now. But uh, in the meantime, you know, he's looking good. So that is our recap of the week. We're going to move now to the big improvers uh, so far over the indoor track and field season. These athletes have improved dramatically over a month and a half of action. Uh, Ashley, let's start with you. Yeah, I want to start with an athlete that may be deceiving at first because you'll see her atop the lead, the national leaderboard in her event, but she's really made some strides over the past year. This is India Alex of Klein in Texas in the long jump. She's currently the top long jumper in the country this season, and she's jumped 20 feet, 11 inches, and three quarters that leads the country. And, I mean, shoot, she's only almost a 21-foot long jumper there. But looking at last under season of long jump, she jumped 17-9 and three quarters. I mean, that's just such a big improvement. That's almost four feet. And that's also the, I mean, that 20, that nearly 21-foot mark there, that's an all-time mark in the U.S. history Um, You know, she really came into her element last outdoor season in Texas and nationally as she, you know, competed at U-20s. And I really think that, you know, you can expect Alex to continue to, you know, improve even more in this event. Like this isn't (laughs) this isn't going to be the last we see of her, you know, in the long jump. So that's who I think is someone that, you know, has really improved. But I mean, hey, she's one of the best in the nation now. All right, Olivia, let's get to you. I mean, I think you have a, a solid pick here. What are your thoughts? Yes. Ashley, I really like your pick with India Alex there. I, I'm excited to see what the, the rest of the season looks like for her, especially because I feel like we're just at the beginning. But I'm going to take it out to an athlete who lives in Massachusetts. I'm going to highlight Audrey Lynn of Nantech, and she's just a sophomore. And this is based off her mile split profile. It seems like she's just getting um, just just getting into the start of competing in track and field. Just looking at what she did as a freshman in the mile, she clocked a 740. And this season, she opened up with a new personal best for the indoor season at the Bay State Conference block meet, where she ran a 619, nearly a 90-second personal best for her. She's also clocked a 335 in the 1K and a 159 in the 600 meters. So I feel like Audrey is just, you know, just getting her feet wet. And I feel like she can be someone that we can definitely have on our radar just moving forward because 
the future looks bright for, for Audrey there. But for you, Corey, I know you have some athletes out there, and one in particular in Pennsylvania. Of course, you're you're talking about an athlete from Pennsylvania. Got to kick, 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 gotta kick it home. Yeah, we're going to go to Safi Reed of Philadelphia, Martin Luther King of PA. Um, you know, I, I don't think if he's – I don't know if he's the most improved athlete of 2023, but he certainly is among the conversation in my book. If we look at his track record in 2023 already, he's got – a load of great performances. Almost all of them are PRs. Um, the, the most linear improvement can be seen in the 400. Uh, he's chopped off nearly five seconds from his best last year. 54.17 was when he ran 400 last year. He's already down to 49.6. Uh, he ran there at, at a meet in Ocean Breeze on December 11th. So that's really great improvement. But you look at his record this year, 22-2 in the 200, 34-7 in the 300, 123 in the 600, and 211 in the 800. Um, his 200-meter time is roughly six-tenths faster than last year. And if we look at him, he looks like a 200-400 guy, uh, but he's put in all that work. And I think the main thing, at, you know, if, if high school athletes are watching this show, is, is this. I mean, you got to put the work in. I mean, you're not going to prove if you don't race and if you don't get the experience on the track. And that's one thing that Safi is doing right now. He's really getting that experience and really putting forth all that, that work on the track. And I think it's going to pay dividends in 2023 already. Um, those are awesome athletes that we uh, just kind of broke down, but we're going to move next to our, our Milesmith 50 rankings, which we haven't released yet. Indoor is here. <laughs> we're going to release them this week, both the boys and the girls um, rankings. Ashley, let's start with you. You were taken fourth with the girls rankings. Yeah, you know, so we'll we'll drop the girls' rankings this week. And I think, you know, this season's already been really fun. You know, this is my first indoor season, but I feel like we've already seen, especially on the girls' side, so many athletes already put down some all-time performances. I mean, shoot, we just talked to Madison White, number four all-time in the 300. You know, we have people like Sophia Gorioron, Shanti Jackson, Kayla Garrett. Like, I mean, there's just – I mean, India Alex, like I just talked about too. I mean, there's already been so many girls who have improved – you know, times and marks that were already nationally elite. And so, you know, that's definitely something to consider when going into these rankings. And, you know, it's going to be exciting. We also, um, I think, Corey, you're going to make this, you know, point later. But not everyone has debuted yet either. Like, we've seen all-time marks, but not everyone has debuted. So kind of, you know, factoring that in as well. But I think this will be exciting. Yeah, it's always interesting to look at the debut list and then what finishes out the year because yep. it's normally yeah. drastically different. Uh, from from first to, to last uh, inclusion there. Uh, it should be said that all three of us are going to be making the rankings. We're going to be doing a rotational um, uh, mix of sorts here. So, you know, I'll take over the boys' rankings this week. Olivia comes back after her <coughs> coverage of the VA showcase, and she'll do some rankings too. So we're all going to have a hand in them. But in looking at the boys' rankings um, coming up, I mean, I, I think really the, the, the main point is those who – put the work in early on. They might not be there at the national elite by the end of the year, but some of these guys are going to make the list that, you know, just are going to get their names up there and in the, in the radar of others. I mean, I think the first list usually is a combination of early performers and then some of the, that value coming back. Um, but I think we already have a couple really good standouts that have been new to uh, the conversation this year. Uh, Tenota Matsada, we talked about him last week. I think he's really done a great job kind of putting forth uh, some very good performances thus far. And then this past week, actually, uh, Zavian Wolf of Memphis Central really, really impressed me. 
49.1.75 in the triple jump. That's U.S. number two. That is a huge improvement from last year where he was just in the 44 mid range outdoors. He was 47 and now he's 49. Uh, that, that, that itself is development. And I, I tweeted this uh, over the weekend, but I think Memphis central is a team that actually could make a, a huge sort of uh, statement this year. They also have a really great uh, sprinter by the name of Jordan Ware. Um, they got a couple of guys that actually are very, very talented and, um, that staff over there, Memphis Central, is doing some great things. But, um, Olivia, is there anything else you want to add about the rankings before we move on? I think y'all did a great job explaining it's going to be a great year, so I'm excited. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, I think we're going to move to the TikToks. Uh, we love this weekend. Uh, we're, we're all already slu- we're sleuthing on the TikToks. We're seeing what's happening. We're, we're posting some of our own stuff. Uh, Ashley, we'll go to you because you are the resident social uh, guru here. That's right. You know, I'm always on TikTok <laughs> looking to see what's up. So I have to say, so I found one this weekend. It looks like it was posted on December 20th, but it just popped up, you know, on my algorithm, my feed, because I've been, you know, spending all my time looking at running and track videos. But this is from the Woodlands. They, in Texas, the Woodlands cross country team, it looks like some of their team members competed in, I mean, oh my goodness, this is just absolutely brutal, a milk mile where they chugged a glass of milk and ran a lap, or glass of milk, ran a lap. And they documented it, all for, you know, the world to see on TikTok. And so, let's take Stop a look playing. at it. Pablo, I'm the second see cup. That much throw up. I was surprised. Okay, I may have, I may have cut Pablo, out some of the throw up. And Riley is officially <laughs> about to, is, Riley's officially lapped by Pablo. Pablo's on round three! I've done multiple beer miles actually. Wow, really? Did you throw up? Yes. See, I will say this reminds me of in high school, my team used to do like three times a year a cheer wine like soda mile. So you had to chug a can of soda and then do it. And that was brutal. That was brutal to watch. I never did. On the second cup. Wow. wow. Setting wow. stuff no. out there. Wow. Challenging their bodies, their minds, everything. All right. I, I do have the question. <laughs> if we were all to do a milk mile uh, begrudgingly, what would our times be? Great question. I don't think Olivia would finish. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would stop. You would know. Really, Corey? You have yeah. no faith in me. Yeah. Wow. I think she would. Maybe she'd walk. Wow. Maybe she'd walk. Yeah. No. You think I would walk? No, I'd run it. It'd be very slow. I'd be very happy if I got like a sub ten. That's what I was thinking in my head. Like if I can go sub ten, well, that'd be. I mean, I'd be happy with that. The, the thing about these these races that people undervalue is actually the drink ratio. It's very yeah. hard to if you're not a drinker yes. and you can't drink efficiently, oh, it becomes gosh. that much harder. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes people spend like a minute just drinking these things, and it adds that's where up. you get the time. Yeah, yeah. it adds mm-hmm. up. It adds up. Yeah, yeah now interesting. Mm-mm. Great TikTok. Wow, Corey, you have no. Thank you. Thank you. No confidence in me. I, I'm well, kind of disappointed with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I would, <laughs> hopefully, I would go under ten, but I don't think I could drink milk. I don't think I could drink it fast. Way. Uh, see, I couldn't drink milk. It, we would have to pick something else. I'd rather the soda. I, I would rather drink the soda. <laughs> to be honest. All right, Olivia. Not I think milk. you have a, a social here. What do you want to highlight? Yes, very similar to Ashley. I, this popped up on my, I first saw it on Instagram. It popped up as a reel. So 
I again the algorithm I think with all the the running and stuff but I think this was posted back in either October or November but USA track and field posted this and you guys I finally found my ticket to either be at the Olympics or a Diamond League final I could be the water person or I can hand out the flowers but Mrs. Space Cadet took the lead on this one so let's see what she does That's me. That's my ticket. That's oh my, my gosh. ticket. Oh my gosh. I'm doing it. All right. You're com- you're commenting on USATF social media? Is that that's what you're doing? Okay. No, like I'm going to be either at the Olympics or the Diamond League, either handing out some water or being that person uh, that hands out the flowers after they cross. Well, the you got to shoot your shot first. So, you got to you got to comment out. on you got to comment on USATF for exactly. Diamond League. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There we go. That's the plan. <laughs> All right, I, I I picked up two bits from ESPN, which ESPN social game is pretty good. I got a lot. I, I can't lie here. Uh, the first one ESPN has a a TikTok on on a pole vault um, video here. Let's just play it. It's from Chris Sammy. to finish out um 243 <laughs> views i don't know if that's because it's espn or because people really liked it what do you guys think maybe a combo of both combo. i don't know i think a lot of people always yeah, find pole vaulting like intriguing you know yeah. like yeah not even like track and field fans because it's like so out of the norm you know like, yeah who decides to go you know vault over a bar i mean espn has posted those things before <laughs> and they've like featured Athletes who have gone like over 15 feet and people have been amazed. They're yeah. like, oh my gosh. And then trackies, you know, who are a little, you know, a little stuck up at times. Like, hey, it's only 15 feet, man. Like, what? I could go 19. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes you get that. But uh, one, one more here is, is a fun one from ESPN. It's the straight leg jumps. It's a training exercise by one high school team. Do you want to play that, Nico? <laughs> <laughs> see i want to see if ashley can do this i don't think i could do it to be honest <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i would either olivia what are your thoughts here do you think you could do this have, have you done this before? oh man <laughs> not with my legs that straight like oh, trying oh. to jump over it without bending no pauses oh oh Rito. <laughs> React, I mean, they're, react. They are literally okay. all hey. bending their knees. Oh, all right. I, that I didn't. I don't know if I watched it to the very end there. That was that was brutal. Yikes! I would I would hate to fall like that. But that one got four hundred eleven thousand views on ESPN's TikTok, which is even more. Um, the funny always wins out on the serious. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, that's fun stuff. Uh, if you're still tuning in, you're you're listening. Just go to our TikTok, Miles with you, Miles USA official. <laughs> yes. Follow us. Check us out. See if you like any of the stuff. We're trying um, to make some fun stuff. Yeah. So. Let us know. And Olivia, I think at VA Showcase, we got to get some talks. If you know, VA I don't Showcase, know. absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Jabari, whoever wants to handle the TikToks, but I think we got to get some fun stuff there. Okay. All right. We're moving next to the action taking place this weekend. We're previewing a lot of great events that are going to go uh, forth across the U.S. Uh, Olivia, I'll go to you first. What are some of your thoughts? Yes. The Moralike Akinison Invitational is going to be kicking off this weekend, and it's going to be packed with a lot of great competition. You have two of the nation's fastest boys this year that will be competing against each other in the 60. You have U.S. number three, Jaden Reed of Detroit Jesuit out in Michigan. He clocked a 6.78 for a new personal best. And also U.S. number 10, Braxton Brand, again from Michigan. He nearly opened up with his PR this year of 6.88. He went 6.86 last season. So it's going to be a very fast one there in the boys' 60. But also, I want to highlight Motor City Track Club is coming and rolling in deep at this meet. Nona Waldron, U.S. number one, U.S. number 13 in the 60-meter hurdles. She clocked a 9.72. They're all going to be busy. They're doing multi multiple events. She's running the 60-meters, 60-meter hurdles, and also the 400-meters. It's going to be incredible to see her out there compete. Mavia Burns. Michigan number one, U.S. number 10 in the 400 meters. She'll contest in the 400 meters. She sprinted to a 56-49 this season. Again, she'll be running the 60-200 and 400. But also, Kylie King is going to open up. She opened up the, her season already in the 800 with a 219. She has a personal best of 213. And she ran, and that was the time that she won last year. So I'm assuming she's trying to go after that 213 mark. You can also catch her in the 400 meters. And also Morgan Roundtree, the AAU Junior Olympic Champion in the 400 meters, 400 meter hurdles. You can catch her in the 60 meters, 60 meter hurdles, and also the 400. So be sure to check out the Morala K. Kinnison as well. That meet's going to be fantastic. Great competition. Great sprinters will be out there. But for you, Ashley, I know there's a couple meets in Arkansas that you want to highlight as well. Yeah, let's stay in the South here. I have two meets to look out for. First off, like you mentioned, the high, the Arkansas High School Invitational. You could have some bigger names from Arkansas and Texas showing up there to that meet on the campus of the Razorbacks, and they'll be ready to go. Then I want to talk about the Jimmy Carnes Invitational in Gainesville, Florida, which is a top youth and high school invitational um, in Florida this January. And I want to point you guys to one athlete to watch out for, Chelsea Williams of Lakeland Incredible. She'll be in the 400, the 60-meter hurdles, the long jump and the triple jump. So, man, she's doing the quadruple there, but she's currently U.S. Number two, I believe, in the 55-meter hurdles with her time of 7.95. She's just a sophomore, but, you know, hey, she's one of the best, you know, hurdlers, sprinters, jumpers in the nation. So watch for her. So this makes sense, <laughs> but I, I heard this uh, about the Arkansas High School Invitational. Hmm. Now, consider Texas A&M is building their new indoor facility. They don't have an indoor Correct. meet this year. So all of those Texas kids mm -hmm. that usually go to A&M, where are they going to go? Arkansas. 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 So I heard this meet's going to be massive this <laughs> mm -hmm. year. They're going to have an inclusion of, of a lot of Texans, and I think we could see a lot of like really, really good performances there. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so that that's I, I agree. That's going to be awesome. You know, over on the West Coast in Reno, uh, National Pole Vault Summit. This is going to have the debuts of Amanda and Hannah Mull uh, from Olympia in Washington. They own the top two performances all time in the pole vault indoors, and we all think they could be going after 15 feet this year at that discipline. Um, this is the first of five meets for the girls over the indoor season. And I think, you know, when you look at the National Pole Vault Summer Summit, if you were a pole vaulter, this is the place to be. They put on such a great show. There's an incredible amount of runways. There's great staff there. 
Uh, Todd Lehman uh, leads the, the the meet. He's assisted by a bevy of other ex- experts at the distance. Um, really great stuff out of the National Pole Vault Summit. I'm sure we're going to get some state records there. And then on the other side, the Spoken High School Invitational. It's at the podium, the new venue that opened up last year, I think. This is going to become a hot spot for West Coast athletes to really put down for indoor performances. They don't get a lot of opportunity. A lot of them just go up to the Dempsey normally, but now you got the 200 meter bank track here at Spoken. And I think, again, this could prompt some really good performances. It's January 14th to 15th. It's going to feature Sadie Engelhart of, of Ventura High School in California and uh, a host of Oregon and Washington athletes. Um, it's probably like a mini Simplot Games, if we're going to be honest here. I think it's going to become something very special. But those are the, the meets to watch out for. But the big one this week. The national meet of the week is the VA showcase at Virginia Beach. Olivia uh, will be there. Her lovely self will be commentating along with Phil Grove. And and our guy Jabari is going to be there. We're going to have Mark Dwyer there. Um, Really great uh, contingent of miles and poise. Nearly 3,000 athletes will compete at the Virginia Beach Sports Center this year. And as our colleague Nolan Jez often puts it, where national records happen. The VA showcase is going to be great this year. Uh, Olivia, if you had to guess, what are your top events this year? My top events. All right. I know last week we talked about the girls 500 meters. That's going to be my popcorn race of the meet. Also, the boys 300 meters looks really solid. Now that we have officially kind of see all the invitational races, I also think that girls 300 is going to look pretty solid. But I'll talk about that in a little bit. But okay. actually, I'm going to ask you that same question. What do you think are some of those races that could really catch our eyes this weekend? I mean, like we said, the the 500 and the 300, like you said, those could be very big ones. And I mean, shoot, like (laughs) it's, it's almost like the whole meet is so good. I don't even know where to start. Like, I mean, I'm just going to be, you know, traveling into Houston, the marathon, but then on my phone the whole time, like (laughs) continuously scrolling through the live results. I mean, are you going to have your phone while you're running? I don't think so. I think I'm going to go blind. Listen to us commentate. Yeah, no, yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, ears. like, have the live stream up as you're running. Okay, interesting, interesting. That would keep me distracted from the, the pain. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and luckily for us, we're going to be talking about some of the dark horse races that will catch our eye. Um, and I think maybe that's what uh, Olivia's kind of alluding to here. But first, we're gonna, we have a number of topics we're going to get into. But first, we're going to start with the three big storylines we are watching this weekend heading into Virginia Beach. Olivia, you can start off. Yeah, so outside the track, I was like, we got to give some love to the field events. And I was kind of looking through the boys' high jump entries, and I was like, ooh, this could be very interesting. You're going to see a battle between some of the D.C. metropolitan area athletes, and you have a couple of Virginia's top high jumpers. You have an athlete from D.C. that will be there. So what does this all look like? Because some of these boys have performances going into the meet that are over 6'6". So the biggest question is, what is going to be the winning height and the boys' high jump? But let's kind of preview some of the – the athletes that we can see there, Edward Woltz of Woodbury Forest out in Virginia. He cleared six, seven and a half. That is what he opened up with at a try meet this season. So he's already put out a big mark. He cleared six, four to win the VISAA championships last spring. So he's been very consistent there. Drew Dillard of Archbishop Carroll out in D.C., Cleared 6-8 from the WCAC Outdoor Championships. He is the top returner, actually, for this, this meet. He finished second last year with a clearance of 6-6. Last indoor, he also went 6-7 to win the DCSAA Indoor Championships. And he also finished sixth at the New Bounce National Indoor. So he has 
the talent. He has the the history of just doing really well in big competition. So I can see Drew Dillard doing something amazing. But also in that mix, you have Jaden Williams of Norview out in Virginia. He cleared 6'8 from the BHSL Region Championships during the spring, and he's already cleared 6'7 last weekend. So again, great competitors in this boys' high jump. I think this is definitely going to be a competition to look out for. But I know, Ashley, you want to stick to the tracks. Talk about who should we be looking out for when it comes to the Oval. All right, my biggest storyline boils down to one name. Zaire Nuruddin, <laughs> Mountain Bird Academy. You know, I chatted with Zaire just yesterday, and he is ready. This is going to be his indoor season opener. He is one of the top sprinters in the country. He'll be running the 300 and the 500 at the VA Showcase this weekend. And I think the storyline is just, like, how fast is he going to go in this opener? He has never ran the 500 before, and he's only ran the 300 once, you know, at this meet last year where he clocked 34.57 for six. But he made history last year indoors. As we all know, he ran 46.04 in the 400 at Adidas Indoor Nationals, which is number three all time. And this could be the beginning of a historic senior year for Nerdin. And, you know, he told me yesterday that he has a lot of confidence that, you know, that number three all time race at Adidas last year gave him more confidence, he said, than he could have ever imagined. And he said he feels improved from where he was even at the end of last year, you know, end of outdoor. And so... I'm just really excited to see how, you know, how quick he goes in both the three and the five. You know, he's seated at 33 flat in the 300 and 102 in the 500. Both of those seed marks would rank number seven and number four all time if he actually, you know, runs those seed times. So excited to see how Zaire does this weekend. And Corey, I think we're going to stick on that <laughs> that Montverde storyline there. <laughs> Mini storyline. Yes. <laughs> what is going to be Montverde's uniform drip? Curious, you know, <laughs> that's your biggest story. Top, <laughs> top team in the country. Very simple black last year. I feel like they're going to come out with something new, maybe something hot this year. What are our opinions? Is it going to be flashy? Is it going to be simple? Maybe like simple, smooth, sleek. I feel simple. You know, okay. yes. They're just going to go in and mm-hmm. take care of business. I think a little flash. I think they're going to okay. have a little flash. That's that's. I'm just curious what their uniform action is going to be. Uh, the bigger storyline uh, is the one team here that we're all looking at. It's it's Montverde Academy. Um, you know, looking at their roster, they're going to have 21 total athletes that will be in Virginia Beach. By my count, they have eight legitimate studs on their roster. They also have a promising young freshman who could blossom into a stud in a couple of years too. Now, this is going to be the the huge debut of Montverde. Uh, and, and the key ones to watch out for are Adesia Hodge and Micah Larry in the long jump, Micaiah Holland in the 55, um, uh, a Smith in the uh, Michelle Smith in the 500, uh, Naridden, as you mentioned, in the three and the five. And then I think the big one here that I'm, I'm watching in particular is Sam Asinga in the 55 and the 200 meters. Um, Tim Casey, our recruiting porter, has talked to Gerald Fee a couple times for stories and both times he's mentioned Asinga, uh looking forward into this year. He thinks he's a guy that really could showcase himself alongside Nuridin and Larry. I think you know, looking at his performances last year, he came up at a kind of nowhere at the Great Southwest Classic, and he ran twenty point seven six win legal in the two hundred, which was a, a new state record. He also ran ten four in the hundred. I think he could be among the big three there with Nuridin and Larry. Uh, also, I mean, 
Larry's a really engaging and compelling guy. Um, seeing him perform in the 55 is going to be interesting and in the long jump, I think we're going to talk, be talking about him a lot in 2023. Uh, but I really am, you know, kind of pulling for him to have a big season too. So all, all of those athletes, Ha, Jasinga, Holland, Larry, Naridin, uh, Kai Grave Blanks is another one, and, and Michelle Smith. And then the freshman coming up the, the ranks here is uh, Deja Duncan. Um, we've seen her at the AU Junior Olympics, and she's finally in high school. So I, I think uh, she's yeah. been a, tr- a trackie for a long time, and we're going to start to see her progression uh, soon enough there with Montford. So um, really big storyline there at Montford Academy. All right, our next subject. Which dark horse races, as as Olivia mentioned earlier, could surprise us here at the VA Showcase? You know, maybe not the big spotlight ones, but what are the ones under the radar that we think are really going to have a big implications, Ashley? All right. I'm going to call this Champ Sports Cross Country Nationals Part 2 because <laughs> my under the radar races are both the boys and the girls, 3,200. And basically, all of the top seeds in both these races competed at Champ Sports just a month ago. And so, you know, I we, we saw how exciting those, you know, the girls and guys races were there. So let me go ahead and break it down for you. So first, the boys 3,200. You have one of the top seeds, Drew Griffith of Butler in Pennsylvania. He'll be making his indoor season debut. He has a 9.04 speed time, was a top finisher at Champs, finished in the top 25 of our mile split 50 cross-country rankings as well. Then you have Charlie Ortman from the Potomac School, was the top guy in Virginia. Made national headlines when you're in 1440 for 5K um, in the fall. And then he also has a 908 indoor PR. And then just kind of going more down the list, you have Riley Novak, also of Montverde there. Um, you know, he also competed at Champs. And then we have, I think Olivia mentioned him earlier in the show, Antonio Camacho Bucks of Centennial in Maryland. He won the mile at the Armory Hispanic Games over the weekend in 412. And so he's making actually his career debut in the indoor 3200. Uh, so you know, the boys 32 is going to be, I think we could see some really fast times there. Um, and then, you know, just looking at the girls race too, it's just equally as loaded. Um, you know, one of the top seeds is going to be Leah Stevens of Our Lady of Good Counsel in Maryland. She was seventh at champs just a month ago. She's making her indoor debut. She's gone 1039 in the full two mile before that was last indoor season. You're also going to have Alyssa Soro in West Virginia, just a sophomore who was ninth at champs and she's coming off, you know, She's shown some progression from, you know, an injury that she had in cross country. I'm excited to see what she does on the indoors. You have Jillian Boucher in from Virginia, Logan St. John Clutter from, you know, Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. So, you know, both the boys and the girls 32s, I mean, you're going to be on a good track against some good competition. I'm really excited to see how those races go. But Olivia, I think you're actually sticking on that, you know, that distance (laughs) theme there. I like it. Yes, I'm right there with you, Ashley. I agree. The 3,200 meters for both the boys and the girls is going to be quite exciting. I feel like an under-the-radar kind of race. And to kind of just, you know, put the icing on this cake, I think the girls' mile is going to be interesting as well. You have 16 girls that are seated with a sub-five-minute performance in this event. As Ashley just mentioned, you have Jillian Boucher of Hurden, Virginia, going to be doubling back in that 32. She has a personal best of 458, which she ran to win her regional championships. Charlotte Bell of Cuthbertson and also her teammate, Alyssa Persiano. There, this was quite exciting. I know we talked about this last week, how the girls were the, from Cuthbertson were one and four going into the weekend ranked nationally. And now Charlotte Bell is U.S. number two with a 447. And her teammate, Alyssa, is U.S. number three with a 449. 
Then also you have Angelina Napoleon who had a really strong cross country season. Also is the steeplechase national record holder. National record holder. She clocked a 439 last year in the 1500 meters to set a new personal best. So I think this girl's mile is going to be sizzling. It's going to be a good one to watch. Now, I also want to take it to the field as well because we're going to see Avery Lewis, Adasia Hodge, and Olivia Pace compete in this long jump. Avery was the runner-up last year at the New Bounce National Indoors, but she enters the meet with a 21-2.5 personal best from her freshman year. Adasia Hodge has an indoor PR of 18-7 and a quarter, but has long jumped 20 feet, over 20 feet, when she won the Outdoor Georgia State Championships. Olivia Pace long jumped just over 19 feet to debut her season. So it's going to be an exciting girls long jump competition as well. And I know, Corey, I think we're all kind of we're all kind of on the same page here. Corey, talk about some of the field events that you're looking forward to seeing. Well, I, I wanted to go to Avery Lewis real quick here, too. I mean, yeah, I think I'm ready just to sort of like get that push behind her, advocate for Avery Lewis, because it's been a couple of years since she's really hit the heights in the long jump that she's been known for. She's really kind of transitioned mm -hmm. into that sprinter mindset. Uh, but two years ago, 21-2 in the long jump, 20 uh, feet, 3 inches. I mean, even last year, she hit 20 feet, 8 and a half inches at, at indoor. Um, I'm really a big Avery Lewis fan, um, and I, I would love to see her just really start to reel back in that long jump because I think she's got a ton of talent there. But obviously, when you're, when you're working two sides, two disciplines as a track athlete, and maybe you could speak to this, Olivia, you're, you're trying to put the work in for the long jump. You're, you're putting in the work on the on the sprint side of thing it it's about it's a balancing act sometimes it's very tough yeah. to have How, do you have any thoughts on that yeah you kind of hit it right on the nail there it's it's a balance and yes you need the speed in the long jump but once you hit the board there there's a whole nother section of technique that avery lewis now has to focus and think about it's not just you sprint through the board right so yeah to be able to balance that all it, it, it is a challenge so i'm right there with you corey i'm excited to see what she does in this long jump because i think she she definitely showed us what she's capable of her freshman year and you know we saw her really take the reins in the sprints during her sophomore season and really just exploded to new heights so i'm looking to kind of find that nice mesh that nice yeah. medium between the two events for junior season. She'll have a Deja Hodge with her, so maybe that'll spur some some huge competition. All right, I'm going to stick on the, the field side of things. You already mentioned Drew Dillard earlier and, and the high jump. I think, um, for me, the dark horse maybe, like, person to watch is Drew Dillard of Archbishop Carroll because, you know, there are a lot of eyeballs on Nicholas Harbour. He's also from Archbishop Carroll, uh, but less so on Drew Dillard. But I, I, I truly think Dillard is developing into a star in his own right um i could very easily see him go 610 in the high jump i could easily see him going 50 feet in the triple jump and if he hits both of those marks that puts him into one of the best jumpers in the country territory so drew dillard's gonna have mm -hmm. a big meet in front of him here at the va showcase um really under the radar pick in my in my uh, viewpoint and then the second one here we've talked a lot about uh national records but we haven't necessarily mentioned which ones we think are going to be them. Maybe, maybe in our hot, sex, hot take section, we will go into that. But I think, realistically, the Cuthberts and girls in the 4x4, if they are healthy and, you know, obviously they're running the mile too, they could go after an 851. Their seed is the 850, 851 in the 4x8. That is the national record, 851-83. It was set by Ann Arbor Pioneer last year at New Balance Nationals Indoor. And... 
Cuthbertson has to put it together now. Um, I think they got to put together a really strong team to go after that national record here at the Virginia Showcase. Um, and it will be difficult because they're not going to have really anybody beside them. They are leaps and bounds ahead of anyone else. But I think if you have that motivation and you have that sort of incentive, they can you can go after it. And I think we've talked about it. I think they do have that. I think they have the talent to do it. So Cuthbertson, dark horse candidate to really get a national record in the 4 by 8 All right. Our last section, maybe our most divisive one, will be hot takes allowed. <laughs> now, I, I do want to preface this by saying hot takes are things that reasonably shouldn't happen. They are things that, like, in the wide scope of things, like, we don't truly believe in most of the times. We're just making a big leap and saying, hey, we think these things could happen. We're putting ourselves out there and we're giving hot takes. They might not please everyone, but... They are hot takes. If you actually make the actual hot take, I'm gonna, you know, maybe maybe we got some lukewarm takes over here. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Olivia first. What is your hot take? Hot takes allowed. What is it going into the VA showcase? I'm gonna add some spice to mine because I feel like I'm being called out a little bit here. But <laughs> what I can preface this, what I can preface this here is I think we all kind of agree that national records are going to fall, and it pretty much happens every year at the VA showcase. Let me start out with this. I officially feel that the national record watch should be happening for this girls 300, which is held by Sydney McLaughlin with the 3682. Can it go down this weekend? And can one of them that is in this field get two national records in the same weekend? So you see where the spice is coming from here. Let me mention a few of the names that are entered in this race. You have Shanti Jackson, number two all time in the 300 meters from last year. From this very same meet, 36.95, she's one of three girls in high school history to go sub-37. Now, after this past weekend, Madison White really put herself in the mixture here. Number four all-time from this last weekend, 37.17. And this was her third 300-meter of the season. You have Adeja Hodge now in the mix. 53.26 last spring to win the Georgia State title. Now you also have Elise Cooper, who went 39.10 to kick off the season. She's also U.S. number one in the 200 with a 2374. I'm predicting this is going to be a fast time. I see the national record going down. I'm also going to throw this out there that I feel like depending on, I feel like what the objective is for Shanti Jackson for this weekend, she might be able to walk away with two national records at the VA showcase. I said this last weekend where I was like the 500 meters could be something in Shanti's favor, but also I, she, she looks incredible right now. We saw it a couple weeks ago. But also Madison White just really added herself into the mix. But I'm going to say my very, very big hot take for this is Shanti Jackson's walking away with two national records in the 300 and the 500 this weekend. Interesting. Ashley, Interesting. That's a, hold that's up, hold up, hold up. All right. Take. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond here. I, I think – I think I think 300 there is a national record. I agree with you. I think 300 they're going to be a national record. I looking at the way you kind of broke it down, I kind of agree with the, the the athletes in there. 500, I'm going to say no dead dead no. Hard no. Hard no on 500 national record, but 300 I will say yes to I I think that could happen. You know, I, I think I kind of agree. Like no one's going to beat a thing's time in the 500. That's just ridiculous but i could see the 300 especially with the That's why we call it a hot take right <laughs> true <laughs> there's true. a lot of talent there's definitely a lot of talent here in, in both fields so yeah that's what i'm going with i'm sticking like my it. guns on this one all right all right like all right all right well i'll say i have 
two takes. One's a lukewarm take, and then one's like an actual like hot take that'll break down. So starting with the lukewarm take, we will see, I, was, I would say, very confident that we will see at least two national records, which I know that's kind of lukewarm. But, you know, I did some digging and just kind of looking at the history of VA Showcase. It's known for national records. Just last year, we saw Will Sumner run the 500-meter national record. And then looking just through our database, three current boys national records and two current girls records come from this meet, you know, historically. So it's known for records. So I think at least two, that's, I'm pretty confident it's going to happen. Now my hot take, I I will, I'll say it and then I'll explain it. My hot take, the team of the meet, I know we've talked about Mount Verde. We've talked about, you know, other teams will be there like Bullis and Archbishop Carroll. The team of the meet is going to be Cuthbertson. And that is an unbiased opinion. We're, we're, not including my North Carolina roots here. Okay, this is unbiased. And I will explain. So they're going to be the team of the meet because they're going to sweep the boys four by two, four by four, and sprint medley. They're going to win the girls four by eight. And then they will also get first or runner up in the boys 500, the girls one mile, and the girls thousand. So they're just going to come home with all the hardware. All right, I hate to... First, your bubble, Ashley, but I, I also kind of think that might be a lukewarm take. What? What? <laughs> yeah. what? I because those things all seem reasonable to me that Cuthbertson will have a big day with all. Okay, all but count. I broke it down specifically. <laughs> so <laughs> no, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, all right, so before I get into mine, I don't want to um, displease some of our favorite fans here that much, so I, I wanted to have a disclaimer real quick. Uh, Joe Lee, I love you. You you are my guy. The Bullis team, uh, awesome for sure. But my Ate does get into Bullis school here, and it is they won't win a single relay on the boys' side th- this year. Um, Ashley already kind of commented on Cuthbertson's relays on the boys' side. I I kind of have to agree here. Cuthbertson or Archbishop Carroll four by two, four by four. I got Cuthbertson SMR. Could get South County there. No Bullis. I think that not have a Bullis school team win, uh, a boys team win on a relay would be uh, a very big kind of like, I think, just moment. And that that's my hot take. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I'm a huge Bullis school supporter. Uh, and I hope Jolie doesn't hate me that much for saying this. But that, you know, I got to go on a limb sometime. So that is my my take. Any thoughts here on, on that These take? These are very hot. I mean, I the like it, obviously, hot. since I said Cuthbert's and boys were going to sweep all the relays. So yeah. I definitely like it there. Yeah, pr- prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. All right, so that's been another show of On the Line. We've gotten some great stuff. And as we look forward to uh, the next week of action, um, we're going to talk more track and field. So we'll stay, stay with us next Tuesday. We'll talk to you about more and everything national track and field action on miles.com. See you.